Welcome to the Patriotic Preachers Podcast, the show that looks at American politics through the lens of a patriot and the light of God's Word. Hey there, welcome back to the Patriotic Preachers Podcast. I am, as always, Michael Farr and Cody Arbor. Yes, sir. Derek Farr. Hello. Thank you for listening back in. We are episode two for the night. This episode will air, uh, what's today? Mm. The 17th of February. We will air this episode on Friday. So. This uh, Friday. This Friday. So happy Friday. Yeah, hey. I'll, I'll be in the. Feels like Georgia. Monday to me. <laughs> yeah. Feels, this is the Mondiest Friday I've ever had. Feels like Monday. It's going to be a Monday Friday. I I'll, I'll be in Dunwoody, Georgia. Dunwoody, Georgia. Wow. Well, I'd rather just be punched in the mouth. What's your Friday looking like, Pop? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can <laughs> handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of going to Atlanta. I'll be fine with it. What does my Friday look like? Uh, yeah, just prognosticate for a second. Probably maybe take off and work on the parsonage. Okay. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, cool, 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 uh, So um, we are going to be talking about tonight a topic that I am not extremely familiar with, but these two fine gentlemen in front of me, they are. We're going to be talking about uh, part of it I'm not familiar with. Parenting, raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, but also with that, something that even if you're not a parent, or if you are a future parent, or or even if you're just a person, setting boundaries. Yeah. So setting boundaries and raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I like to use the caution tape, the yellow tape. Right. I found that that works. The you probably can get the police tape, but mm. I, don't, I don't think I'm supposed to use the police tape <laughs> for boundaries. Oh, you're talking about, never mind. Right. Not other, ba- other boundaries. Other boundaries. Okay. Yeah. Like a geofence. Exactly. <laughs> Want to build a wall. Uh, frankly, <laughs> frankly, we will build a wall. Uh, President Trump is uh, taking the, the presidential limousine around they talking 500. Like I will build a wall between my daughter and her boyfriend, and I'll make her boyfriend's parents pay for the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, we'll do it. <laughs> when Betty when, beautiful, uh, when when you when you take Katie down the aisle and you hand her over to uh, her husband to be, this has been the worst trade deal in the history of deals. <laughs> <laughs> the the boys gonna try to shake your hands and like when Markle tried to shake Trump's hand, he just kept sitting there like not happening. <laughs> oh man! So setting boundaries, um, Pop, you were. Uh, Excited, ready to talk about this one. This is one that you have a lot of experience in. You've raised three kids. Yeah. And in the I've process. Raised 0.375 <laughs> of a kid. <laughs> one of them is almost yeah. not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> but both of you are parents. And so uh, you can talk. Uh, I'm, I'm not. So I can talk about being a person, being a child, about setting boundaries, but as far as raising children, I can't really talk to that except for what I have witnessed. Let so. me ask. Let me ask this, Micah. You're 25 years old. You have now. You've you've been around people, and you have had the opportunity to to witness um, the parenting styles of other people right. in church, out of church. Sure. Have you ever met anybody that was raised like you were? Uh, no, sir. 
not 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 to the not with the consistency or nor to the degree that I've been raised. I've I've seen many parents attempt. I've seen many parents uh, do a de- do an even on par job raising and may you know may say you know you fall within the uh, scale of deviation, mm-hmm. but never. That's a good word to the uh, extent. Uh, I, I just <clears throat> today is. It's hitting today. It's every, yeah. every, every time I sit in this chair, I just... I, 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 I tell you, I, I read the dictionary <laughs> and a thesaurus just for this. <laughs> we When we got our kids, we adopted, and we said, we weren't even hanging around y'all going to church, we all nothing about it. We, I remember the conversation. We said, we're going to raise them like the Fars raised their kids because growing up when I was a teenager and y'all were little, I was I had enough sense to look at stuff like that and yeah. I said, let me let me take a survey of all the people I know what has kids, and let me see which one of them I can stand to be around. And y'all were far and away. I had other friends who were, mm-hmm. were fine, but they were my age. Right. I was looking down at the, the kids below me. Yeah. And uh, we've tried. It's different adopting because they're already kind of got some baggage there. But, right. But, yeah, y'all, y'all have always been a certain – way and it's a good way to be as a youngin yeah you can sit down no right. move mm-hmm. and people i know people not we didn't because i was raised pretty strict too but we didn't we didn't do anything we wanted to mm-hmm. but people i know thought y'all were raised harshly or too yeah. strictly right but they just didn't know what they were looking at yeah you were raised successfully yeah um a lot of a lot of kids you know growing up didn't understand um, the relationship that I had with you, Daddy, and with Mama, and they 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 didn't understand. You know, they thought that Daddy had a thumb over mm-hmm. me. He was ready to squish me, but that's that's not it. I just went. I understood that there were certain rules, and I, if I could obey them or I could not, and I chose to obey them most of the time because I understood without if I disobeyed, there came consequences. But I preached the message on Sunday night. That you are you as the father are the first image that a child will receive of who of how God acts, and um, I'm I'm not saying that I thought my daddy was God. I just looked at my daddy and I said, "Well, this is my this must be how God acts." And uh, if you were a terrible person to me, daddy, then I would have thought that God was a terrible person. Just because that's how little children think, you know, is it the right way to think? No, but it's how little children think. Yeah. And so, just kind of take us through the mindset behind how you decided to raise us three. Well, what what was the what was the Kickstarter? Um, what was the plan that you placed that you put in place? And now, what is the thing that you tell people? So, a three part question for you: okay. What is what you tell people now? The um, the the genesis of it started with a really bad childhood. Um, I had no no pattern to follow. My dad was a very abusive alcoholic, and my mother was uh, codependent, and they really done a rotten job as far as raising children. Now, we, we were fed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a roof over our head. It was a tent yeah. during the summertime. But uh, it was a roof. At least it was shelter. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a roof. Um, my father protected us from 
outside danger, mm-hmm. but he was the biggest danger that I faced. And um, I remember as a little boy, I always wanted to be a daddy. And uh, when uh, when I got married <clears throat> in 1993, and then you came along uh, about a year and a half later, um, I realized that I was not equipped to be what I had always wanted to be. I was not equipped to be a husband, and I had found that out over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden, this little boy comes into the world, and um, he is absolutely, completely, and totally dependent on two other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, your mama grew up in a preacher's home, and um, but she was raised to be submissive to her husband, and um, it was kind of up to me to come up with this game plan. Right. And so I, all I could do was go to the Bible. Yeah. So I went to, I, I talked with someone and I cannot remember for the life of me who it was. And I, I guess it really doesn't matter because it was God speaking to me. They told me to read the book of Proverbs and that's what I did. And that's how I raised y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the book of Proverbs and I took God at his word. And um, I did not let, I'm stubborn enough in and of myself not to let anything change me or waver me when I feel like that I'm doing the right thing. Right. And I had the Bible behind me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be honest, like you said a moment ago, uh, it wasn't just kids that thought that my children were being raised too harshly. It was preachers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had preachers come to me and and say that they felt like, you know, maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need to do that. And maybe you need to keep your mouth shut <laughs> yeah, and stay like out of my business. <laughs> you know, uh, that's an option too. But yeah. I, <clears throat> the one thing I learned early in, in the Bible, and I learned it from a verse in the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. God's talking about Abraham, and God chose Abraham for specific reasons. But one of the reasons He chose Abraham was because He said He will He will raise His children. Mm-hmm. And he will raise the children that his children have. Yeah. And what God was showing me there was the first thing that a parent has to have is commitment mm-hmm. to see it through. Right. You know, and commitment to be consistent. You have to be. <clears throat> yeah. the, the the one thing that's really a biggie. And I don't care. I don't care how much discipline you put in a situation. And and a lot of people think that discipline is the number one. Discipline's not the number one. Mm-hmm. Consistency is the number one. Yeah. You, you've got to be, if it's wrong today, it's got to be wrong 10 years from now. Yeah. And that's the reason that I didn't get on the bandwagons with everybody else. Like, yeah. my boy ain't wearing shorts. My God, he ain't wearing shorts. My girl ain't wearing pants. <laughs> that's the voice, too, for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find it in the Bible. And yeah. I, would, I, would, I would go to preachers and I would say, respectfully, show me in the Bible. Mm-hmm. where this is wrong. Yeah. But let me give you a caveat. Don't give me the verse that everybody uses. Mm-hmm. Because if it's if it's in the Bible, mm-hmm. if it is a principle of the Bible, no doubt. You can show me in several different places. Not just one. Don't right. take me to the one place. That's right. I want you to take me to several places and then you can use that one as one of yeah. your references. Don't get mad. They can't do it. Don't get mad at John Calvin for taking the taking one scripture out of context when, when you, you do, do the it. same thing. Yeah. 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 Well and, then it's obviously <clears throat> silly. Yeah. yeah. And so I I just I I have never 
there was too much at stake mm-hmm. for me to play a game with you. Right. And that's this is before Katie came along. I was a daddy for four years before Katie came. Right. And so the daddy was being constructed right during that time and i just understood man there's too much at stake Mm -hmm. for me to play a game with it um and so we laid down some rules and uh you 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 set boundaries i yeah i set the and i set them early yeah that's Um, important the thing is uh, (laughs) one of the one of the first times i got in trouble was for spanking you at three months old yeah and i did say that correctly three months old but you didn't take your belt out i didn't the, take i the didn't take infant. a belt yeah. off Pizza i didn't i didn't pull your diaper down right. yeah. i just i, I cupped my hand and i popped the diaper so there'd be some air between me and that yeah. plastic and it made a noise and, his, and, it, and it moved him a little bit and his eyes got big and he looked at me and he realized wait a minute uh-huh. pop don't like this yeah, i can't do that so from that point in your life yeah up to the age of 25 there have been boundaries that have been set right. here. And it's important for your children to know yeah. where the boundaries are. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to raise God, God set boundaries. Absolutely. God put clear lines. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when they're little, they break them a lot. Yeah. And the consequences are according. And yes. the older they get, the further those time periods go between breaking them. Mm-hmm. But the consequences are much more severe. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm still in the, I don't know when the last time I've, I've gave my boys a whooping, we call it a whooping, Yeah. but it ain't been that long ago. I yeah. mean, within six months, they've, but, but let's go back when they were eight. Well, that was a daily occurrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting one bite every day. That's right. And I, I've only had to whoop Alyssa about six times, mm-hmm. but if I do, it ain't no, Right. it's not the cup and the diaper. Yeah. It's, it's serious business. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But six times nuclear she's done stuff in the last few years because she's she'll be 18 this year Mm -hmm. um but it's like what you're talking about you have to start it young and it has to be consistent you can't get a whooping for and here's one thing you can't do is promise them a whooping and not follow through with it absolutely not if you if you're in the grocery store and you i'm gonna whoop you when you well go on and whoop them Mm -hmm. or don't say i'm going to Mm -hmm. because you're creating a there's there's wiggle room there and there's no wiggle room we got yeah. and there should be no wiggle room with with discipline yeah that's something daddy i'm i'm gonna throw it to you is yeah. something that you you did do you you would say i'm going to whoop you when we get home but very rarely was it a looming threat yeah no it was more like i got whooped wherever we wherever we stood yeah. and you said later on as you as you got older and being a father you 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 understood that at some point it could have maybe not necessarily this time but it would make me stop and it could end up being the threat of the whooping would get me to quit and then you just forget about it so you yeah. decided i'm not going to use that as the threat i'm just going to do yeah, right. and sometimes <clears throat> you may not be able to because there were some times when you like, look as soon as i'm able we're going we're gonna to take care of this. But I think that it's important just by watching because I see parents all the time give the threat and then it fixes it and then they, they just forget. So you're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to throw that to you. And Well, the the third thing, we, we've talked about commitment, being committed, mm-hmm. and then, of course, consistency runs. Right. But communication, 
Yeah. Those the kids have got to understand they've got they have to understand what the rules are. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important that the rules stay consistent. Yeah. You if know, you don't you you provoke them to wrath. A- absolutely. That that's that's what God's talking about to me. in the book of Ephesians. He's talking about that. Yeah. It's got to be consistent. Um you got to be committed to it and it's got to be consistent and you've got to communicate yeah. what the rule is. And yeah. the rule has always got to be the same. It yeah. can't be Amen. it can't make me laugh today yeah. and then I'm mad tomorrow. It's it's got to be even if it makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, if it's <laughs> you wrong. Know, you know, I'm going to have to whoop you for that. You know, I mean, what you did's wrong. I mean, it's kind of silly to make me laugh, but I'm I'm still I'm still going to have to whoop you because yeah. the rule is you don't do that. Yeah. Right. I yeah. got in trouble in high school. I was in 10th or 11th grade. Mm-hmm. We never made our bed at home. And it, my mom may hear this, and mom, I ain't mad at you about it. It's just one of them stupid things you did, and I've done stupid stuff too, so it'd be <laughs> all right. But uh, I was a pretty good kid in high school. Yeah, I was preaching in the jail on Thursday nights. I was at Saturday morning visitation. I was faithful. I was doing everything I possibly could being in 10th or 11th grade, um, going to a Christian school, came my mom was just going through a, a hard time raising three kids she you know i don't applaud her for it but come home one day and she said you're grounded for two weeks i'm like for what you didn't make your bed this morning i thought she was joking because we <laughs> never made our bed my, the, my brother and sister didn't make it was just not something we we did i mean our room wasn't a mess but yeah. we just got out of bed and went you know th- kind of threw the covers back and went yeah, on because all you're gonna do is get back in all it you're the gonna do is get back in it and that's what they'd always <laughs> said and we don't currently make our beds in our house because i think it's dumb yeah but if mom and daddy had have had the make your bed rule yeah. i'd have made it yeah. don't take but a minute i literally thought she was kidding and so i laughed and she's like three weeks and now when you're 17 dating you know more or less a grown man and it's a silly thing like that i didn't take it well yeah but it was there was no it was because there was no consistency i'm grown and i've always been mature enough to if i'm wrong and i know it i'll just take it and go on mm-hmm. because i mean it's just what it is right but if you if you're having a bad day especially when your kids get older i've had to to me and my wife emily we've had to go around and around about this because she she's more fly off the handle mm-hmm. about things and if and i'm this i remember my teenage years and it provoking me to wrath a lot of times and i moved out when i was 18 in like two days yeah. <laughs> whereas i could have stayed home and went to college and enjoyed the benefits of what you're getting to do right and it's not that i didn't want to follow the rules and i got told a lot of times that i was rebellious i'm, like, I'm not rebellious i have i ain't got, i don't have a need a desire to be rebellious <laughs> like at, <laughs> right. at all i moved out of the house and went to church three times a week and preached at the jail and run a bus route and married, you know, my wife and we stayed in church. It's like there was no rebellion in the mix. Mm-hmm. But when you're be careful with with accusing, don't 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 cry wolf all the mm-hmm. time. When your kids are they're doing right, then then they're doing right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't make you know, boogeyman where there ain't none. Because yeah, if yeah. if you start doing that you run the risk of the kids saying, well, if I'm going to get accused of it, I might as well be it. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. Right. The Which which brings us to four. Mm-hmm. Number one, be committed. Number two, consistency. Number three, communicate what the rules are. Number four, compassion. Mm-hmm. If you don't have compassion, if if you become a robot as a parent, 
you can be too consistent. This is a real good outline too. Mm-hmm. You oh can, yeah, this you is great. You can be too consistent. <laughs> <laughs> you can be too consistent. Um, you you have to keep the human element in it. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell my policemen. Yeah. That's why the law gives us officer discretion to keep the human element. Letter of the law versus it. spirit of the law. Letter That's of right. the law versus the spirit of the law. You've got to have compassion. Yeah. Micah, when you would get a whooping when you were young, we would go through a process. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I was committed. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I was consistent. Oh, I yeah. tried my best to be consistent. Third, we communicated. The yep. first thing we done, the place where the what do you call the, it? The correction was the, dealt. The, yeah, where the correction where the, where the corre- was, and, and and we're gonna get to that. Yeah, but the place where the correction was dealt that's gonna that's gonna fall into the next part of this nurture and admonition. Yep. The place where that happened was in my bedroom, on my side of the bed, mm-hmm. um, and what what I would do, we'd I take my belt off. And I would make him understand it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we would go over. Well, the first thing I would say is first, I want to let you know that I love you. And the reason that I'm doing this is because I love you. I'm not doing this because I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing this because I'm ashamed of you. I'm not doing this because I'm hurt with you. I'm, I'm doing this for your good. Okay. And, and we'd make that understanding. This is what you've done. Tell me, tell me what you've done. I've done this. You understand that's a rule? Yes, sir. You understand what you've done wrong? Yes, sir. All right. So what I would do, this is the way I would present the correction. The first time the infraction took place, Mm -hmm. you got three licks. Mm -hmm. The second time for the same infraction, it went to six. Only once did we have to go past six. When you lied to me, we went straight to 10, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like nothing else you had yeah, ever had before. Terrible. And once that was done. I still remember that one. Yeah, yeah. I still flinch. Once the correction was done. I don't done, wear athletic shorts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> once the correction was done, what happened? We went back through the process. Do you know what you did? Do you know why? You, you, you understand there was a rule. You understand you broke it. You understand I love you. You understand that, you're, that we're okay. And immediately because I was submissive to the correction and this is again this is a tremendous picture of how we should be with the Lord immediately I walk out of the room tears in my eyes wiping wiping tears off talking to daddy like nothing happened fellowship restored because I was submissive to the correction Mm -hmm. anytime I wasn't submissive to the correction daddy could tell because I wouldn't talk to him Mm -hmm. or there were two times that I can remember and that just goes to show you how daddy I know you're you're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination right. but that's right this just goes to show you how good of a job you did in my mind because i can only remember two times you ever whooped me out of anger and both times i walked away i didn't want to have nothing to do with you because i knew that you whooped me out of anger and then what happened it, after that it didn't right and it didn't matter what you said to me or anything like yeah, that because right. i knew you were whooping me out of anger but you did come back to me and apologize and say buddy I'm wrong. I was wrong, not for the correction, not for what happened, but for how I handled it. I should have waited, or maybe this didn't deserve a whooping, or whatever whatever the case right. may be, and I whooped you out of anger. I acted abruptly out of emotion. God doesn't do that. God has perfect wrath, perfect, perfect. anger. 
still with love. And there were several times when you would have to say, I'm going to whoop you. I can't right now. Right. Several times because right. I would do things that would make that would make him mad. But then when he'd cool off, I'd understand this is not an angry beating. This is a l- compassionate correction. Right. And um, like I said, only two times. And I don't even remember because, and here's the thing about forgiveness, you forget. I just remember there were two times, and I don't remember what I did. I don't remember how it made me feel, but I do remember that for a space, and it did it. It didn't last. Pa- it it lasted past the the I'm sorry because the 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 sorry like you said the sorry doesn't fix it. But I understood. Yes, he did not mean this, and I eventually got past it because and it didn't take years and years and years. It just took a couple couple minutes, couple hours, couple days, and I was over it because I understood that you did that you said you were wrong, and that's important. But it's been fifteen twenty years ago. And I remember it. Yeah. That's something I didn't get over. Right. Because, and, and here's the thing, Mama, Daddy. If you ever get to this place where you say that this is going to hurt me worse than it hurts you, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're doing it wrong. It, it, it should not hurt you. When I, when I, when I whooped you, mm-hmm. when I corrected you, when I corrected Katie and when I corrected Ansley, I didn't feel bad about it. Yeah, because I done it correctly. Right. Yeah. You understood that the process was to fix whatever the problem was. It's not my job as a father to punish. Yeah. That God says, vengeance is mine. He's the He's the one that punishes. Right. Not me. I can't punish you because I've done things worse than you. Right. That's where mamas and daddies get mixed up, and they say, "Well, I can't whoop him for that. I've done worse than that." You're not punishing. Yeah. Get that out of your mind. You're correcting your child. Yeah. You want him or her not to do the things that you've done. So if you can get that mindset, right. then you. the Bible says the rod of correction. Mm-hmm. Not the to, rod of punishment. Not the rod of punishment. And, and, and look, and, and, and here's the thing. Jesus corrects us. He doesn't, he doesn't punish us. Punishment comes, from, comes in the form of hell. Yeah. That's punishment. That is eternal punishment. Jesus went in the temple and he ran out the money changers. And he didn't sit on the edge of of Solomon's porch and go, man, God, yeah, exactly. I just I blew right. my top, man. I, no. oh, cor- I wish I wouldn't have done that. He corrected no. the wrong. He corrected the wrong. And he was like, okay. Right. And he preached. Yeah. I mean, it was it just it's a really important <clears throat> distinction to make. I, I I can remember one time specifically that I I kind of lost it with Preston. He'd be the one to lose it with, but <laughs> he, uh, he was, we were living in this house, so about two years ago, I guess, he was about 10, and I was getting on to him about something, and he smarted off to me, mm-hmm. and that's the only time that either one of him or Micah has smarted off to me, and he did it in a big way, and I was, it took me back for a minute, because they more or less usually yeah. do what I say, they pretty much snap to They're pretty it. good boys. Pretty good old fellers, yeah. you know, but they only are that way, because I've, I've applied said principles. Right. But I whooped far out of him. Yeah. And I felt bad about that one. I still, like you said, I ain't got over that one yet. Yeah. If I could redo it, I wouldn't have cooled off a minute. Yeah. But it, it still had the desired effect. Yeah. Because if you ask Preston right now, you remember that time? Oh, yeah, he remember that time. Yeah. But it didn't hurt our relationship because I had to, t- I had to set him down yeah. later. I mean, like, look, dude, I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Like, that one was cross the line, but you know what you did. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's important. That set boundaries, but raise in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Yeah. You know, that, that and if you important. do that and you keep that communication open and you're doing it out of compassion, they know. Yeah. They know that. Yeah. I didn't have to be, I didn't have to be, um, we didn't have to go back through it every single time. It was nice to do, yeah. but after a point in time, I understood what the process was. I get yeah. it. I understand. We did, but we, still but we did it, it every single yeah. time. Still done it. I you call know? Alyssa in our bedroom a couple of weeks ago. It was 9 or 10 o'clock. I think it was a Sunday night that we didn't have service for some reason. And um, she's 17. We're Me and Emily are laying in bed, you know, looking at TV, playing on Facebook or whatever. I said, Alyssa, come in here. And I do it all the time. I called her down here earlier to bring me a drink. We had to edit the, the show because she opened the door. Um she comes in the bedroom. I said, stand on one foot. And she cocks an eyebrow and picks one foot up. I said, rub your rub your head. She started rubbing her head. I said, pat your, pat your tummy. And she's like doing the little thing mm-hmm. on one foot. And I just I just went back to playing on Facebook. And she stood there for like three yeah. minutes. And she said, when can I stop? And I said, you can stop now. <laughs> and she's like, what is the point of this? I said, just to see if you do it. Yeah. You can go. <laughs> so yeah. you just ran back to your room. Well, at 17 years old, you need to do a little check there. Just yeah. every once in a while, yeah. pull the dipstick out and it's, see if there's really, any oil on it. It's really yeah. important. Now, you, you talked about nurture and admonition. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to I ask kind of a, a deep thinking question to you. Why, why, do, you, why do you choose... To serve the Lord. What what is it about Him? All right, we've talked about compassion, right. so we know His love. Mm-hmm. But tell me why? Why is it the, the the devil can give you things? Right. Okay. The devil can give you things. He can he can make you think that he loves you by giving you stuff. Right. Why why? What is the selling factor of God? What what is it? What, what would you say? Hmm. Well, I mean, I would, I would just immediately go back to the fellowship that I have with him. I, okay. I, I, well, why? You him? know, the because he, where the you know where the world where what the devil can offer maybe may seem better. Jesus is always consistent with what he gives. He always gives the okay. same amount, the same love, the same. He's always consistent with what he gives. And sure, you know, I may I may receive correction over here and there may be no correction over there. It may seem mm-hmm. but I do know that within within this there's safety and within this there's peace and within this there's comfort and within but over there 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 seems to be discombobulation and there seems to be confusion and there seems to be Okay. Um, now let me let me ask this. Okay. Why did you choose to do what I said? For the same reasons. Control. I offered as a father, I offered you control. Mm. I don't have to worry about anything. As long as I do what my daddy says do, yeah. As long as I'm within his good graces, as long as I'm in good fellowship, nothing's coming in this house and hurting me. Mm-hmm. My daddy's going to handle anything. Right. Anything. That's what I was going to say. Your question is, I've tried both sides, and I'm far better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a raging success story because of living for God the last six years. 
because yeah. the, I can look at the previous six and it was just it wasn't like I got out on drugs and but it would have eventually. Oh yeah, like that's that's where you go. Right, and just being cognizant of that and yeah. kids having an it's not a natural it's a natural it's natural thing but it's a a weird bond with their biological family. Mm-hmm. All three of my kids are adopted, and I struggled with my faith in my early 20s because we got out of church and I I like science and so I went down the hey is all this real or is it just you know am I an atheist am I agnostic yeah the biggest thing that God proved himself to me through was them three kids mm-hmm. and the bond and the, like the little simple details of the whole process that how they came into our life that worked itself out and it's like they're ours yeah it's there's you can't if you don't know if you don't know us personally then you don't understand what i'm saying go to work one day come home there's three kids at your house mm-hmm. and they're mine yeah like they're they look like us mm-hmm. yeah it's freaky yeah they've got the same birthdays as us they've got preston's middle name is my middle name mm-hmm. Alyssa's middle name is emily's middle name Alyssa's birthday is one day after my birthday Preston and Micah's birthday is one day after Emily's birthday. They're adopted. We're not related to them at all, but they yep. came from a meth house. Their biological mom still, I, I Facebook stalk her every once in a while because she's made all these, you know, well, once they get older, they're, I'm going to contact them. They're going to come back to me. I don't worry about that. I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to worry about that stuff a lot. It keep me up at night. But I don't anymore because God has, he has reached down and, extracted that bond yeah. that and it's even in the animal animal kingdom has it right he's mm-hmm. pulled that bond that spiritual holy thing and he's placed it into our house mm-hmm. and that that don't happen yeah there's other folks out there that ad- adopt kids but they don't have our story yeah. in, in the dark they run to you now mm-hmm. and and that's the thing that's the thing that god gives that the devil cannot duplicate. That's right. Nobody runs to Satan. Yeah. Nobody. Right. When you're nobody, afraid, nobody happens. runs to yeah. him. And what do people say when they're in a car? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. And so that the 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 admin the, the nurturing part of of the being a parent, mm-hmm. you cannot separate it from being. There are certain communities in this world that have failed their children because they have a 75% marriage breakdown. Right. Mm-hmm. Single parent house. You need, Single you need parent, the father and you the mother. Need, you need the father. You need the mother. Yeah. There has to be The dichotomy is set up for a reason. I love these men. That's Gee. like word number five. Touchdown, tonight. brother. I mean, he turns red every time we do it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, the picostomy of it. The colonoscopy of it. That is no crap, man. <laughs> and that's that premium content oh, that you can only God. find through patreon.com forward slash. <laughs> but, I don't even know okay. what you said, but okay. I digress. Speak, speak to this, and it's, it's amazing because your biological children to my right, adopted children to my left, have reached the same, you know, obviously not the same relationships. You have different Micah Preston and Alyssa are different than Micah, Katie, and Ansley, obviously. But 
for sake of argument, the same relationships, same fellowships, you know, in these three kids, you didn't get there by being your children's friends. No. And you have not gotten there by being your children's friend. It's God is our friend, but before that, he is our father. Right. Which brings us to the next point, correction. We've already talked about it. But you see how far down the list you go mm-hmm. before you ever get to the correction part of it. Everybody wants to whoop their kids yeah. or they the lack thereof. I'm not whooping my kids because I want my kids to love me when they get big. Well, we have seen. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> the voice was accurate. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and we see here that you can correct. And yet, because this is my this is my biological daddy. You see that with your with that pop mm-hmm. with, with your daddy. Yeah. He beat you. Yes. But you still would run to him mm-hmm. because th- maybe one day, maybe one day mm-hmm. he he won't. Maybe one day he'll be. I, you got that connection. God has surgically removed that and placed it in your home, brother Cody. And they run to you, and you would think that well, if I whoop them, you then think they, you'd have to be more. Oh man, if cautious I, I with the correct, I, I just I just can't do that because yeah. then they won't like me. And but then the correcty is part of the formula. That's what you can't remove it. exactly. Right. We'll sell a used car. And the last <laughs> thing before we go, I know you're turning toward it. The last thing before go we go is this. We, I mean, we still we can okay, still do five good. minutes. You're right. Um, you got to be conscious. You got to know your kids. Oh yeah. The, the cool different. the cool thing when I mean I can talk about me all all night and talk about us, mm-hmm. but the cool thing that I see looking through the window into your home. It, and I'm not a peeping Tom or anything. I'm not looking at <laughs> your windows. Wait a minute. Call the police. Uh, Sir, would you like to buy any? Is uh, you have, you've come to the understanding that your children are different. You've got a set of twins. And you didn't have the, the um, I don't know what the word is. You didn't have the gift of being able to see those two little boys from birth. They came into your life after they were here. And they had already gotten up a little bit, but you, they look, if you, if you just walk up to these two little boys, they are absolutely identical twins. Yeah. You, that you have to get the secret to Ooh. figure out which one's which. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you begin to watch them, you realize, no, there's a whole lot more than Voice just the little moles on the face. Yeah. There's personality a whole lot different. The personality the is completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're very much like me. Yeah. Different. Right. Micah cuts up like me. Mm-hmm. He's a class clown. He's pretty funny. Yeah. And But Preston has... It has goes got, with the name. It's yeah. Little, and we always said that when, before we found out that we couldn't have kids, I always wanted to name a boy Micah. Mm-hmm. I just always liked the name. And then they come to us and I have a Micah. Yeah. But Micah's witty. He's funny. He's a ladies man. He's... Preston has all my mechanical, it's mechanical treble chutey kind of walking around sense. Yeah, they like the same. It's it's so, it's a. Nobody wishes infertility on themselves, but having seen the whole road, I would not do it any different. Yeah, if I could pick, I'd pick it on purpose now, because that's what we were supposed to have. That's what we're supposed to do. Amen. They're my they're my kids. Amen. They're yeah. my boys. Yeah, Alyssa's. She's mine. Yeah. It's, uh, it was our biggest trial to mm-hmm. date, but God meant it for good. Amen. The, and the, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this in just in our home. 
um, because I do have three children, and they were spaced out. Micah was born, and then three and a half, almost four years later, comes Katie. And then um, almost seven years later comes Ansley. Well, for six and a half years, Katie was my baby. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, another baby comes in the house. I was number six of eight kids. I got lost in the shuffle with my mom. My dad hated my guts, and so I hid. I didn't get lost. I hid. Um, But I promised my daughter, Katie, I said, you'll always be my baby. When Ansley was born, she was my baby girl. Katie is my baby. She's still 22 years old. She is still my baby. Ansley's got her place. Katie's got her place. Mm-hmm. Micah's got his place. And I make sure it's it's a it's an effort. It's an ongoing effort to make sure that they keep their separate places. Yeah. Um, there are times when me and Micah spend time together. We have we we have certain things that we do together. We like shooting guns. We. Mm-hmm. We this like, is one of them. Yeah, crazy facts. We like yeah. podcasting, stuff like that. We, we, we're preachers, so we have a lot of things that we do right. together. Uh, me and Katie have our own things. You know, um, me and Ansley have our own things. We we do things together, and you got to be conscious. Yeah. Me and Alyssa fact. watch revenge movies. Yeah. <laughs> like she loves revenge movies. We'll stay yeah. up like on Sunday nights because they didn't have school today. We stay up and watch her. Not just it has to be a you kill my family. I'm yeah. killing everybody. <laughs> revenge movie. That's that. That's John what, Wick. John Wick. She wants to watch like anything that fits in that category. Yeah. Preston is he's narf all day. <laughs> Bless his heart. It, it, you do. You have to find. And it's hard with twins because they just get lumped into one person. But they are the older they get, the more different they are. Preston will go to work with me. Mm-hmm. When we were we were trying to find a water leak at our church, we got twenty thousand gallons of water that's somewhere <laughs> we don't know where. <laughs> right. But we've we, got it. We got it captured between. We know where it ain't. Yeah, we got it captured between where I park, where my where my back bumper is, and the church building. Ah, so we we're getting closer. We know it's there. So mm-hmm. okay. We're just gonna put new lines down tomorrow. Yeah, just cut them off. And yeah, run I, I told Big Brother, I said, "Look, why, this this don't look for something that's that's You'll messed never up. Find let's it. just let's just dig new water lines." And he said, "Yeah, I'm I'm with you." So we yeah. shoved uh, Preston. We shoved them up in the little crawl space under the church, you know, to because they're small and they can fit in there. Trying to see if they can find out where this leak's at. And I told you, I said. I feel better about it with Preston yeah. over there because he's got a little sense. He, yeah. He'll probably smoke a Marlboro and fix the leak. Found <laughs> <laughs> that leak, I put a little bit of stop leak on it. Right. <laughs> I put a piece of snuff on there. <laughs> but he'll fix it. Yeah. In my business, we build some equipment, and uh, we get guys that are grown men that just they can't figure nothing out. And I'll do this on purpose. I'll let Preston read their text to me, mm-hmm. and I'll say, what's, what's wrong with it, buddy? And most of the time, he'll tell me what it is. Yeah, but Micah is—he's goofy. He's a comedian. He's—he's he's a little bit quick, more quick-witted. And me and him, we we joke. That's our mm-hmm. thing: is we 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 pun, we do jokes. Yeah. He's funny. He's hilarious. But they're also different, and that's a challenge. You have to—it's like yeah. you say—you work. You have to do. You have to put the work in because yeah. if I just treated them all the same, they'll conform to that, but they're not going to grow on that. Right. 
It's fun. If you're spending your time as a parent stuck up in front of a television, you're missing out on a lot. Mm-hmm. I, t- I tell my wife she wants to capture everything on a, on a telephone camera. And I've told her time and time again, stop looking through life or looking at life through the lens of a telephone camera. Live it. You know, the, it's great to have a couple of snapshots. Yeah. But the thing is, before we had cameras all the time with us, yeah. man, we had some fun yeah. when you were little. That's right. I mean, we had some serious fun. No, nobody watches. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not me and my dad did that. He, Him coming out of the room and have some crazy wig on uh-huh. doing something, you know, just <laughs> Ainsley, yeah. or Katie doing the chicken dance, oh, you yeah. know. just They asked me the other week. It was cold. Daddy, can we go camp camp out in the wood? Knock yourself out, fool. Yeah. It's like 33 <laughs> degrees outside. They wanted to sleep in their little fort, and I made them at least get the tent out. So they were, And they did it. Yeah. I said, if you pull this, I'll punch your man card. Yeah. I'll give you another hole punch. You get 10 punches. You get free ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going in on that deal. <laughs> oh, man. so It's fun. I like it. I like being a dad. Setting boundaries. Yeah. Nur- raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is important. It's... it's uh, it's a high calling to be a parent. And uh, so we uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Patriotic Preachers. If you want to get in touch with us, patriotpreachers at gmail.com. Also follow us on Facebook. Thank you for listening to us. I'm Michael Farr for Cody Albro and Derek Farr. We're out of here.